You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Do you really think that the world gives a damn about you? Hell no. 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity. Everyone who has lived... This call may be recorded or transcribed. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. 
but there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So he poured his libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you had a good weekend. 
Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Will. The will. And I hope the weather was accommodating for you to do it, but of course, if it was not, you had to get it done. And you wouldn't, you know, don't put it off because it had to be done. You got it done. That's right. You ain't going to procrastinate. Get things done. Because see, procrastination, well, don't have to go through all of that. But you're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. If you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. You click on that. In the drop-down, you'll see African Perspectives. You click on that, and then there will be programs that are dated and titled. But you also can use the shortcut, whatever search engine that you use, you know, Firefox, Google, you know, but Abibia to me. You go there, put it in, put the search in, African Perspectives. No, don't do that. Put in Baba Oshi. <laughs> That's right. BabaOshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. Okay. Thanks to my good brother and friend. Brother Kwaku, ah, give us a call. Uh, oh, that's where I am. <laughs> I'm programming here on Time for an Awakening. On This program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And all times are going to give our Eastern times. Uh, Black Therapy Central, I know um, Baba Kam- Kam- Kamal Kamban uh, emailed me. I'm going to email him back. He, Of course, he and his family are in Ghana. West Africa, doing great things. I'm not sure if the program has been on. Uh, I need to talk to Elliot and update all this stuff, see what's happening, you know. But um, Mondays from 8 to 9 is Black Therapy Central with Dr. Kamal Kamban, his wife, Moia Kamban, and their daughter, their daughter, Nataki Kamban. After that program, from 9 to 10, is Conversation Reparations with Brother Jamoke and Sister Lacey of Cobra every first and third Monday. On Tuesday, Dr. Dr. Rogers and Dr. Rogers is fine. He's in Florida, and I hope that he does his program real soon. But it's from 8 to 10 on Tuesdays, the Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Thursday, from 7 to 8, Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement. Mississippi on the Move. On Fridays, Fridays from 8 to 10. Well, no, excuse me, Fridays at 8 because they, they, they don't go off when at 10. They, they go off when they feel it's time to go off <laughs> brother Elliot and brother Richard time for an awakening on Fridays at 8 p.m. on Saturdays from 7 to 9 the Sankofa Elders Council and then on Sunday at 7 p.m. once again time for an awakening with brother Elliot and brother Richard and the number to call is 215-490-9832 215-490-9832 we by black we Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses, WeBuyBlack.com. That's that, well, it's that time of year that you really should be considering trying to spend some of that money that you're going to spend with American African-owned businesses. You know, go to pop-ups, Go to all kinds of places where you can spend money with us. 
That's right. Africa for the Africans. AfricaforTheAfricans.org. Brother Bamani Tahimba has been taking our people to the motherland to a trip of a lifetime. You heard him last week and what they experienced in Tanzania. And they're ready to go again. They'll be going again next year, same time, around the same time again next year, November 16th through the 27th. You know? Yeah. Africa for the Africans. In fact, his next trip is Ghana. He's going to go to, to Ghana the 24th of this month, December 24th to January 5th, 2023. Then Senegal and Gambia, March 30th to April 10th. Then Ghana again, 20, May 24th to June 5th. Then Rwanda, July 20th to July 30th in Rwanda. And then November 16th through the 27th, Tanzania. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azinia. And if you don't know Azinia, it's South Africa. I don't say South Africa. I say Azinia. That's what they say it is. What did the people say? Yeah. The people say Tanzania. They don't say Tanzania. Okay, and then March 29th to April 9th, 2024, Liberia. And brothers and sisters, when you go to the website, Africa for the Africans, all kinds of good information is there. Everything you need to make that trip of a lifetime, all the paperwork that is necessary, visas, shots, all of those things are right there. Even if you don't go on one of these trips, you utilize that website to get the information. That's what I did when I went to Ghana back in 19. So... Africa for the Africans dot org. Oh, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, <laughs> go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani for pictures of previous tours. If you want to see videos, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani. I've done this many times. Believe me, it's worth it. Do that when you got some time. <sighs> yeah. Habasha. Habesha Incorporated, Habesha stands for Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. Education is vitally important for Africa, the right kind of education. You know, when Malcolm said, education is our passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for today. But he was talking about the right kind of education. Education that that grounds you and roots you in the knowledge of yourself. Education explains who you are and how you got to be who you are. And what you need to do to maintain and grow from that education, you know, not what we get here. This is training. <laughs> Habashaw Incorporated.org. Ledge Group. Ledge stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. And of course, the Ledge Group, uh, they deal in the area of human necessity, the human essentials, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six different African countries and over 170 employees and over 260 members. Need more members. I mean, sometimes you need to update these uh, websites. Let us know where you are. Give Peter Brown a call so I can have him on the program real soon. It's coming up top of the year. Ah, Abibi Atumi. Abibi Atumi. A B I B I T U M I. Abibi Atumi.com and many programs that happens. With Abibi com, the community university, the groups, the 
news feeds, the shopping numbers, all kind of good stuff. Abibia Toomey, Abibia Toomey.com. The Moses, the Moses West Foundation. Oh, did I take off my pharmacy? Something must have happened. I know I put it up here, but it's not here. Something happened with it. Well, let me go to Smy Pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, what the brother does at Smy Pharmacy is, is important. And and the fact that uh, he's offering all kinds of things and centers for the holiday time training. So give Moses, <laughs> give Moses, so give Brother Jabril a call at 731 327 6229. That's 731 327 6229. Smy Pharmacy. If you want to drop him an email, send it to S M A I F A R M A C Y at gmail.com. Smy Pharmacy. All right. They have a, a nice supplement. Uh, Packages for the holidays, one dealing with immunity and all kind of good stuff, brothers and sisters. It's my pharmacy. Yeah. And, okay. I see how you're going to do me. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm coming right back at you. How about that? <laughs> the Moses West Foundation, brothers and sisters. Well, in Jackson, Mississippi, one of the reasons why the situation was so bad for Prime Deion Sanders, you know, the water is so messed up. It is. He had to take, he had to go to a hotel swimming pool and wash up. I'm not saying that's why he should have left and went to Colorado. No, you know, I have, you know, some points on that because that's what we're going to talk about today. Whatever's in the news, what's in the news, you must talk about it. Whatever you heard, whatever you want to talk about, that's what we're going to do today, okay? Okay, family. So, brothers and sisters, in your giving, everything that I, everything that I present is something that I believe that we should support. It's all, because it's all about us. Black owned, supporting black owned business, we buy black, especially for the holidays. Brother Vamani Tahimba, your opportunity to go to the motherland to see for yourself. Habashah, education, the right kind of education. Education, knowledge yourself, sustainable agriculture, to do for ourselves, to feed ourselves. Here in, here in Atlanta with Dada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar, holistic health. They have supplements and all kind of stuff when you go there. They serve vig vegan food on on Saturday and Sundays, the Medu Bookstore, um, uh, uh, an American African bookstore with all kinds of books. If she doesn't have the book, she'll get it because Mama Nia is serious about it. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar in Lithonia, Brother Gazim De Ajamu, very African center, good brother, hosts a number of presentations. In fact, he's coming up with one. On, uh, with, with Baba Baruti at the end of the year, the 31st. You know? 
athletics and other uh, products that are sold and goods that are sold at the new Black Wall Street market, which is uh, east of here, east of Atlanta. In fact, the next exit east of where the black dot is. Exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Take the exit, make a right, three lights, make another right, and on the left would be the new Black Wall Street market. It used to be a, a, a Target. It was a Target store. You know? Of course, Us Lifting Us, which is an economic development cooperative, and cooperatives are the way to, the only way for us to go, because it ain't about some person or one person making a whole bunch of money, but it's all of us pulling our money together to build for ourselves. Every Thursday night, they have their Thursday night broadcast from 9 to 10 on blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. If you want to listen by dialing in, you can do that. And you can ask questions, comments, give questions, comments, and concerns. Dialing 929. 929- Four seven seven two seven eight nine nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. Brother Abija, I definitely like to support him. He's a good brother in Macon, Georgia, African centered brother in Macon. You know, he. I mean, it, his shop is packed to the. It is with all the space that he has available. It is utilized. He has a. He has a vegan restaurant in his establishment. He sells everything. You want furniture, you want clothing, you want artwork, you want oils, you want, what do you want? Books. Yeah, Brother Beach, you got it going on. My sister, Shelly Amonset, beautiful sister. Yeah, I love them. Ken Wardle, good, good man, good man. They have Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, they're located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. They're inside the International Discount Mall at Booth 225. Give her a call, 404-434-7963, 404-434-7963. The sister, she has a one-stop natural shop. You want to support Haiti? They deserve to be supported. They need to be supported because if we don't support them, who go? There ain't no money coming. I like to see the the them damn Clintons give back the money that they stole to help Haiti, Haiti. But go online. Look at what Sister Gabby Aurelia has done. Sister Gabby, S O N J E dash Haiti A Y I T I dot org Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Look what's going on. And of course, Baba Baruti, they had the um, honoring the, uh, the the warrior queens, the elders. I couldn't participate this Saturday, unfortunately. Had some company, well, relatives from up north. Had to take them around a little bit, so, you know, that's how that goes, you know. But, and then, of course, Baba Baruti has a... Um, Uh, event coming on the 31st. Let me try to find that. Yeah. I'll tell you. Oh, yes. My pharmacy has a, a gift package uh, that you can get to build immunity. 
uh, a, a kit with all kinds of oils and stuff and help you have a kit. Yeah. It's my pharmacy. Sent me the, the email the other day. Said, hey, come support us. I Believe me, I will. Believe me, I will. <sighs> Where's Baba Baruti at? You know? And, and of course, um, the um, Pan-African Federalist Movement is having a conference online. I don't know when the next um, public one is. You know, the shrine, the shrine is open. It's behind the Black Madonna. They're going to have Kwanzaa on the 30th, December 30th. Okay, at the at the shrine. And also, you can catch it online. You know, the shrine is open now all the way until um, December 30th. Fridays, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And on Sunday from 1 to 3, the shrine is open. What's going to happen, Kwanzaa? Yeah. I'm going to tell you about the Kwanzaa's we're having, which is um, ASCAC and the Wadu, Worldwide African Diaspora Union. We're going to have Kwanzaa. Yeah. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Oh, come on now. Sometimes I tell you, and, and I don't know what better way to do this, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what better way to do this. I, I'll think of one, put my mind to it. I'm just, because going back and forth to try to get these apps is just, yeah. But uh, Baba Baruti, he's, it, it's going to be the 31st and it's um, going to be at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia, 6984 on Main Street and it's going to be from 4pm to 7pm on the 31st 4pm to Saturday the 31st 4pm to 7 the Rites of Passage developing good Rites of Passage programs and this is very important brothers and sisters you know because we should develop rites of passage programs that are in keeping with what we want to do in development of warriors. What we want to do, not just for brothers, but for sisters as well. The rights fundamentals. And uh, what you do is you, you know, make your donations to PayPal. Uh, the, the email address is yahbaruti at yahoo. Cash app. The dollar sign, Yah M. Baruti. Put the information down, the rites of passage, your name, so they can send you the the uh, the streaming address. You can be a part of that program on the 31st. Okay? Yeah. And can't say enough about Baba Baruti and Mama and Yah. Just beautiful, man. See, they deserve to be supported, you know, and I support them. I can't support everybody, of course, but I do try my best to, with my little pension check, give a little here, a little there. That's why I feel I'm blessed, you know, because I try to bless others. I try to help others. That's what it's about. And not just at this time of year, but every day. We need that. We need help. We need to help each other. That's right. 
We need to teach each other. Once again, a, uh, a word, a good word from the Enye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Another good word today. And of course, that we be yesterday and today. And then uh, the next day will be Tuesday. And then, of course, on Wednesday, when we come back on Wednesday. We know everything, and, uh, December 11th, we know everything we need to know to teach our children. We do. The fact that we are not doing it means we don't want to do it. That's deep, ain't it? It's, that's deep. And and see, I guess for me, this is that kind of day. I think I'm just going to, you know, straight no chaser. You know, I don't blame us. There are many people who blame us. My best friend, Jim, he blames us a lot. You know, to some degree, if I didn't know our history, if I didn't know who I am, if I didn't, wasn't conscious, I blame us too. You know? But when you know who the enemy is and you know what they have done, no, I don't blame us. I'm trying to awaken us. I'm trying to help. Because if I truly blamed us, why would I even mess with us? Because the mindset is, they just much they ain't they ain't gonna no. I'm I'm going to do the best of my last years of of being on this earth, trying my best to raise the consciousness of our people. I got a message from my Bantu. Okay, my one about to give us a call. Let us know what's happening with the Pan-African Federalist Movement as it relates to people being able to listen. Because some some of the things are for um for members and then board members though. So I'm a member, but I'm not a board member. But I support the Pan-African Federalist Movement, you know I do. And I hope and pray that the brothers and sisters in the Pan-African Federalist Movement make a serious move on the leadership on the continent, on the African Union, various other countries and their, and their leadership, because that has to change. That has to change. We don't have no 54 sovereign nations. That's bullshit. We have despots. We have uh, uh, neo-colonialists. We have still colonization. We have a damn mess. So I'm hoping that changes. The fact is that we are not doing it means that we don't want to do it. Arnold Evans. As intelligent nation builders, we must be willing to openly admit that the Western educational system is doing exactly what it was designed to do to our children. It is killing their curiosity and we and and will think independently. They are killing their curiosity and their will to think independently while corrupting their truth with perverted, abnormal culture imperatives. In reality, it is more than another form of child molestation. 
In reality, it is no more than another form of child molestation. If we are to save our children from this maddening, this, this destruction, this maddening miseducation, how we educate our children and what they come to know as truth must revert to what worked for our ancestors. What does this, what does this require? It requires educational institutions that work for us here and now, molded from the minds of our ancestors. It requires schools, good schools, especially for our youth, and politically separate from European and Negro public and private institutions without ties to them or their curriculum. You hear me? It requires good schools, especially for our youth, separately and politically separate from European and Negro public and private institutions without ties to them or their curriculum. It requires teachers, better yet, healing educators willing to submit to the sacrifice of dedicating their lives to an African future. It requires specialized, ever-expanding African-centered curriculum, textbooks, reading materials designed to satisfy our children's unique needs. Equally important requires supporters, investors, donors, committed, whether secretly or not, to subsidize this intergenerational educational imperative, initiative. Affirm, I build, create materials for, educate in, and support African schools. Affirm, I build, create materials for, educate in and support of African schools. If we don't do this, we will perish. The model of this program, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, for those who listen, I appreciate, I really do. For those who call in, thank you. But the model of this program, Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or we die. And it's going and if we don't, it's gonna be an ugly, ugly, slow death of Negroes happy to be in that slow death. Thinking that voting in this system will somehow help us. Thinking that being a member of the church. civic institutions of this in this system or being period in this system is going to help us know brothers and sisters it will never help us it wasn't designed to help us it's designed to kill us December 12th you can't integrate the European side into the African side you will become schizophrenic. You've got to integrate the old African side, which is our heritage, and the new African side, which is our reality, to produce a new African consciousness. Dr. J, Dr. Leonard Jeffries. You study and emphasize differences between people when they have expressed and consequential meanings, when they reflect and manifest real, tangible, effective forces between them, whether social, cultural, political, economic, familiar, 
educational, spiritual, military, militarily, or emotional, or all of the above. At the celic and cultural levels, Africans and Europeans are irreconcilably different in their assumptions about the creator, the universe, truth, and the purpose of life. Brothers and sisters, Urugu, whatever the European does and says and do, that's him. That's them. We must come out of it. I read that last week in Ian Simpson. If, we, if it is to work, we must come out of it. If it is to work for us, we have to come out of it. This creates very distinct ways of how we look at, act on, and interpret each other in reality. Clearly, there is no gray matter area of worth. Only one way can rule any given mind for fused they induce insanity. So if this thing is fused on our way there, no, it's insanity. If we are ever to be sane again, wholly ruled by African sanity, evolved and gathered from the truth of our sojourn on this planet, we must come back into our own. Otherwise, the most we can expect is to remain senseless, to remain insane. I straddle, affirm, I straddle no fence nor wander around in any gray area. Affirm, I straddle no fence nor do I wander around in any gray area. I'm direct. I'm moving in that Pan-African direction. Brothers and sisters, the Inye Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. The Inye Sasim daily revolutionary thought what's in the news family what's in the news that you'd like to talk about give us a call at 215 490-9832 215-490-9832 347-347 good afternoon or good morning still yeah, what's going on oh she is morning bro yes morning that's right wake up <laughs> What's up, yeah, Jay? man, just Listen, man, did you hear last night's show? No, I didn't. Oh, man, you missed some pure D, as one would say, fuckery. I Whoa. mean, this, this, this character from Mississippi is upset with your brother Dion. Mm-hmm. And um, he calls them treasonous and all sorts of other names because Dion left. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. but the most egregious thing was that this young boy, 23 years old, 24 years old, went behind his ears had the nerve to call Ralph a cool huh? and a sambo. Our Ralph? Our, our, our guy Ralph? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. A cool and a sambo. And I'm sorry to say it. I don't care if Elliot get mad or not. Elliot let that young punk 
talk about Ralph in that manner. All because Dion decides he want to go about his business and they don't want to put it into real context that number one, Dion don't owe them sugar honey iced tea. And number two, the behavior of the um, administration has never been up to par for Dion to stay there for a long uh, extended period of time. And number three, if the school is so good, they should be able to replace Dion with somebody else and continue the groundwork that Dion left. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. the school don't want to do the real okay. right thing. i tell you so what. People want to blame Jay, Dion. Jay, Jay, hold on, to, hold on to your thinking on this because I was going to deal with this in, uh, after the break. I got a piece to play from 60 oh. Minutes. I got a piece to play from 60 Minutes. You're going to get my perspective, which I gave it uh, last week or week before uh, when Dion made this particular move. And, and, and although I know he has a right to do so, but because of what he said, which is stated on the 60-minute piece, you know, that it's more than just saying. But he also said even on the 60-minute piece, if there is an offer to me, you know, I'll take it. You know, if it's offered to me, then say I'm only making half a million dollars. You know? And then... Now, listen. Let, oh, see, think about this. Let's be honest. We both been fans of Dion for many, many years. We know what Dion's stick is about. We sure, know what Dion's sure. about. I agree. Honestly, do you think Dion was going to be there for a long, extended period of time? You know, of, and, let me, let me and say not this. knowing that that was just a stepping stone. Anybody who know Dion know me, that let, if he went there and was successful. Then it was gonna be okay, Jay. Just hold on, Jay. More than the Let me say this: it was successful, particularly from the product he put on the football field. They were winners. It wasn't success. It, it wasn't successful in terms of transforming the overall and uh, things that are happening at the school, the all the infrastructure, all it. It wasn't successful in that area to the degree that it could and should have been. But the point is that he made these statements. But let me say, let me let me deal with that after the break, Jay. And then we can get off into the discussion, okay? All right, just put me on, put me on mute there, All yeah, because right. there's a lot more to this sure. than than people are saying. All right, so yeah. okay, put me on mute. All right, Jay. Anybody else want to get in this conversation? Uh, sorry about that, family. Yeah, how about that? You want us to? Hello, good that. afternoon. Or good morning. This is my- yes, you're on. You're on, my- you're on the program. This is African Perspectives. Mm-hmm. This is Brother Oshi. Good can you hear- I can hear you. Go ahead. This is Mama Nabantu. Oh, Mama Nabantu. I didn't notice the, notice the number. Okay, what what's happening with the Pan-African Federalist Movement? Talk to me. Uh, the annual conference uh, started on the 8th of December and ends tomorrow. Um, the last day for the public is tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow and, what uh, time? Uh, it will be at 1 o'clock, I believe. So I'm trying to get, I don't think I'm going to get the uh, the Zoom link until um, late tonight or early oh, wow. in the morning. 
Okay. So, but um, I'm trying to get it on the website as well, so okay. people can go to the website if they want to. Yeah. Um, tune in on the last day tomorrow at one o'clock. From one to about what three or four? I believe. I think it's about one to three. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I sent you a text about the New Black Wall Street um, Kwanzaa celebration. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm definitely taking a look at that. And, of course, and I'm going to make mention after the break, the Kwanzaa that we have, um, ASCAC, the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilization in conjunction with WADU, which is the Worldwide African Diaspora Union. And that's going to be at uh, Brother Slaughter's church, the, the Trap House, the Trap House pastor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going like to be, that's gonna be, um, that's gonna be on the... 27th on, on self-determination. That's going to be on the 27th. Okay, because mm-hmm. I'd like to get Reverend Slaughter to come mm-hmm. speak 30th. Um, but you'll see, it's only three to six, um, the 28th, 29th, and the 30th, and then the 31st will be noon to six. Mm-hmm. And that's, so, and that's, um, that, and that's we're going to be where again? New, New, Black, New Black Wall Street. Okay, New Black Wall Street. Okay. Okay, and also, there. okay, cool. Cool. I want to give you the Atlanta Regional Kwanzaa Association website where we're going to put all the uh, Kwanzaa events that's taking place mm-hmm. uh, within the metro and some outside of the metro. Okay. And that's kwanzaaassociation.org. If anybody has a, a Kwanzaa celebration they mm-hmm. want to uh, advertise it, they can put it on this website. Okay, I which see. We- we got the new Black Wall Street from the 20th through the 30th. And um, that's the overall oh, Kwanzaa celebration. Atlanta Regional Kwanzaa Association. That's the Kwanzaa Association now with um, <clears throat> Brother Kenneth Zaki. Right. And mm-hmm. originally it was started by Brother uh, Akbar. Yeah, right. And we're going to be honoring him. You're going to be honoring him? him? Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we talked about that at the. Uh, Kwanzaa we had on on that that Saturday pre Kwanzaa over in the Pittsburgh community, so okay. Oh, yeah. So I'll make an announcement we, on that again. You know, it was uh, you guys already had it. Yeah, yeah we had it. Uh, the, not this past Saturday, but Saturday before, and we had oh. a small turnout, but it was it was good. It was good. Good information. Yeah, we, the people that we were need there. To know- if you guys do that every year, um, mm-hmm. we can put it on our website so people yeah. get it yeah. noticed. We all we all talked about how we can make it a lot bigger and get more information out out to the people. Things that are happening prior to you know uh, uh, drop information in the, in the community and get on the radio about it and so forth. You know, because I mean, my radio program goes here and there, but. Um, you know, 1350, they're direct. People listen on this program in the, in the city. They listen. So, and because we want to uh, educate our people, and plus that too, um, you know, trying to, to make sure that the uh, center in the Pittsburgh community, the Pittman Center, is recognized and utilized and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah. That we had yeah, but once of, we get that information put on the website, that would be also advertised on right. Facebook and Instagram. Right. So trying to get folks to put as much as they can about what's going on in the Metro mm-hmm. and outside the 
that you're on the website. Right. And then let your, you know, then you make whatever choices you want to make. Yeah. So, okay, Mama yeah. Ubuntu. Thank you so much. All right. Peace. Peace. Yeah. I'll tell you. So, um, also, too, I didn't too much want to talk about, so I don't know why I'm even going to bring it up, about T.J. Holmes and, and, and the Caucasian lady at ABC. Same thing as Emea Doka, what happened to him in, in, you know, in Boston Celtics and why these brothers, you know, risk that, you know, especially with Caucasian women, you know. I think that, you know, if, if if they're not married, that's one thing. These women are married, you know. But also, too, brothers and sisters, when we talk about nation building, we talk about what we need to do as a family. Because when I say family, I ain't thinking about Becky. <laughs> I'm thinking about a brother and a sister. I ain't thinking about a homosexual situation. I'm thinking about what African family was from the beginning, from its roots, and how it sustains itself, how it helps a community. We don't have good community life because we don't have good family life. And the Caucasians know one of the things that can keep us crippled is the destruction of our family. Of why in 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 and all of the social ills is more profound in us than anybody else. Education, health care, employment, underemployment, family situation. Here in Atlanta, where there's eight women to one man, that's crazy. I saw one sister said, no, don't know, no more of y'all sisters come down here. Don't even come to go to school here. Go elsewhere. There's already a dreath of men. That's family. When a man and a woman come together in complementarity and they build and have children and build for family. Yeah. So, that's why I, I I didn't make it, but I I know for those who did, and I hope that it would turned out it's a good turnout for um, Mama Inia's um, celebration to African sisters, the elder sisters, sisters who's sisters who have been working with us, working with brothers, working with our children. We need that. That's the backbone. I ain't saying that sister, you know, because one of the time, you know, this whole idea that sisters, you know, no, <laughs> it's sisters and brothers. We need each other. We complement each other. We help us grow together. We help us sustain the unit, the family unit, and children, and education. Our situation is dire, family. And the more we talk about it, the seems to me the less 
or the further we are being separated. That's why I emphasize Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa Kwanzaa is the mechanism by which we can bring this together. That's why Kwanzaa is important. But not just that we observe it or celebrate it from December 26th to January 1st. No, is that we instill it into our everyday lives. It becomes something that we do on an everyday basis, that we deal with unity. We understand the importance of unity. We're self-determining. We're naming ourselves. We're doing for ourselves. We ain't asking nobody for nothing. We're doing it ourselves. We, we collectively work together. We collectively deal with programs and projects so they can have the best outcomes. We pull our money together and we spend our money with each other. We help our businesses grow. We help do these things that are so necessary for us. Hey, thank you. Apologize. <laughs> we, but we, this is vitally important that we do these things. That we have purpose in our lives. And the purpose for us is to grow our community, grow our families. That's our purpose. So I'm going to take a break. When we come back from the break, y'all, hold on. Yes, go ahead. Seems like you need to get in. Go ahead, caller. Hello? Yes. Yeah, greetings, brother. Hey, uh, how are you? I'm blessed. Good. I'm blessed. I'm you here, but, um, yeah, you mentioned about Mama Iyas, uh, it was celebration of African women and yeah. tribute yes. to our mamas. It, I attended. Beautiful. Um, and it was so beautiful. Great. Good. And it was so uplifting. And, and most of us talked about um, our own mothers, and we were uplifting ourselves, uh, whose mothers have gone on and become ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so that was so beautiful. It was such a tribute for Good. that. And uh, it, was, it was so loving. It was so res- it was so respectful, and just honoring. And we honored our warrior queen mamas, you know, like Harriet Tubman and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sister Frances Cress Welding, and you know the list goes on and sure. on. Our beautiful warrior queens, and so we 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 gave our shades to that and. And, and it was really touching to our own personal families and, mm-hmm. and shared sure. beautiful, you know, just beautiful sisterhood and motherhood and women. And it was very awesome because there were brothers that did attend mm-hmm. and they were just so honoring. They were so uh, respectful and, uh, you know, and, and we just expressed how we need each other. Right. Brothers were saying how, how, and there were some younger brothers too, and they were just expressing mm-hmm. how they, uh, you know, really appreciated the sisters leading them, uh, helping lead them along with things and having the back and how we had each other's back. So it was a beautiful thing, and, and, I, and that's so wonderful that um, Sister Mama, yeah, does have. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course it is. Of course it is. It keeps that in the forefront of, of, 
of activities of working together. It keeps that in the forefront of thinking about how beautiful these women are and how much we need them, how much we need their support and desire their support to make things better and vice versa. Oh, don't, there's no doubt about it. It was no. loving. It was African. Yeah. It was totally African <laughs> yes, and right. loving. And it was awesome. It was African. That's right. All yeah, right. it was wonderful. All right, my sister. Thanks a lot, Zabia. Glad you called. Yeah, and I'll, I'll hold on because I, okay. I listened to the show last night with Elliot. And so you said you wanted to talk about that after the break. Sure. Yes. Okay. okay. All right, dear. Thank you. Yeah, I... All right, brothers and sisters. Yes, let's. Um, we're going to play Teddy Pendergrass's Kwanzaa and then uh, Shavanduka and uh, the Seven Principles. We're going to be doing that until the time of getting us in that frame, that frame of mind. You know, there is nothing really more important than embracing these Kwanzaa principles, instilling them in our everyday lives. Nothing more important that we begin to look at each other and look at each other in the way that says we reflect each other. Look in the way in, that says that I'm willing to work with you. You are my sister. You are my brother. Let's work together. So, it's Kwanzaa. It's Kwanzaa time, family. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timefortawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
it's time to recognize our roots go back to Africa to know all the reasons that we're spread over the diaspora you know our culture keeps us connected to our motherland to all our brothers and sisters let us now extend our hand
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspective here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Teddy Pendergrass, Happy Kwanzaa, and Steve Cobb and Chauvin Dugosti. Kwame I think it's Steve Kwame. Uh, uh, he has an African name now, as he should. And uh, his beautiful wife, Shavin Duka, she has a beautiful voice. There's some songs on the seven principles each day that she sings that are just fabulous. That's fabulous. And so you'll hear them if you're listening. Um, yeah, let me play this, pe- this piece by uh, 60 Minutes on Deion Sanders. I didn't see it when it first aired. Uh, but I read a little something about why Dion went to Jackson State, and when he went there a few years ago, I was like, right, right on, you know. But just as Jay said, you know who Dion is. You know what he's about, you know. He's all about that money. He, in fact, he, he had a, a, DV, a, um, a video about that, all about that money, you know, prime time. But check it out. His personality is flamboyant as his football talent. Deion Sanders had two nicknames during his Hall of Fame NFL career. He was Neon Deion and Primetime. But for his latest gig, Sanders high-stepped it to Mississippi. And at age 55, he's now the head football coach at Jackson State, an historically black university or HBCU. Sanders' salary of $500,000 is less than 5% of what, one state over, Alabama pays its coach, Nick Saban. Yet Jackson State might be the hottest program in America, poaching talented recruits and winning games in equal measure. Powered by, yes, the style, but also the substance of the man who now calls himself Coach Prime. The story will continue in a moment. Deion Sanders had never coached in college when he agreed two years ago to try and rescue Jackson State from football irrelevance. Why are you here? I truly believe with all my heart and soul that God called me collect. And I had to accept the charges. You accepted the charges. I had to accept the charges. But understanding when you accept those type of charges is going to cost you something. What's it cost you? A lot of sleep. But I can't say I don't love it. I love every darn minute of it. It doesn't hurt that his team is darn good. The Jackson State Tigers are blazing through their HBCU football opponents. 11-2 last season, undefeated so far this season. Everybody do your job. Just do your job. Watch the Tigers rack up points, led by Dion's son, quarterback Shadur Sanders, and you wonder how they'd fare against the football elites, the so-called Power 5 schools. Switch! Sanders took the job at Jackson State three months after George Floyd's murder. Timing, he says, that was no coincidence. It was relevant because it's a lot of folks sit back on the, with Twitter fingers and talk about what they're going to do, and, and I wanted to go do it. Do what? Change lives. Change the perspective of, of HBCU football. Make everyone step up to the plate and do what's right by these kids. 
Ashley Robinson, Jackson State's athletic director, pursued rumors that Sanders might be interested in coaching and offered him a job. What's been the impact here at Jackson State since he's arrived? Coach Prime was the biggest hire in college football. I'm talking about Power 5 level. He's the biggest hire in college football. All of college football. All of college football. There's no, it's no other Deion Sanders. What's Deion Sanders worth to Jackson State? I don't think I can put a number on it. I don't think it's enough zeros. I mean, he's worth a whole lot. The bump in attendance, buzz, and commerce is especially welcome in a city marked by poverty. Deprivation that can be glimpsed just on the other side of the fence from the JSU football facility. The program was depressed as well. Time was Jackson State produced four Hall of Fame NFL players, including running back Walter Payton. But when Sanders arrived, not one Jackson State player had been drafted in 12 years. What struck you about being here on this campus? The need. What kind of needs are you sensing here? You want to start in alphabetical order or in numerical? <laughs> Sanders was immediately confronted with the economic realities of HBCUs and with the social cleavages of Mississippi. What were the facilities like? <laughs> Horrible. And, and I'm sitting up there thinking, even to this day, how can a public high school in Texas look better than a, a college? Football facilities where you lived in Texas were better than this. School. Forget right. the darn football facility. The whole darn <laughs> right. school. Right. That, that shouldn't be right. Jackson State's old practice field was so shabby, when it rained, the Tigers had to bus to a local high school. Coach Prime reached out not to a wealthy booster, but to Walmart which built Jackson State a brand-new practice field. Next, he had a new locker room built. The attention Sanders has brought to HBCU football has translated into a revenue spike for his league, the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Dr. Charles McClelland is the conference commissioner. Did you expect him to have this kind of an impact on HBCUs when he came to Jackson State? I did not, and I often say this. I've been around stars before. Uh, this is the first time that I've been around a superstar, and I really did not realize What, what do you difference. mean by that? Well, you know, a superstar can enter any room, can enter any boardroom. Coach Prime is a business person. Coach Prime has opened up doors for the Southwestern Athletic Conference that we could not get into. Pepsi, American Airlines, Procter & Gamble, all are new sponsors of Jackson State or the conference. Call it the Prime Effect. But for all the flash, Sanders is defiantly old school, even by football standards. What other head coach brings his own lawnmower to the practice facility? I may tell you once, hey, you know that grass needs to be cut on Thursday, okay? Now, if you don't cut it, I'm going to go do it. That's, that's you in a nutshell right I, there. I, I can't. It's unfathomable to me to understand that you don't want to do your job and you're getting compensated for. That's not the generation I came from. We don't have water, um, we don't, therefore we don't have ice. Which also unfathomable to Sanders, how the city of Jackson hasn't been able to provide clean water consistently, or sometimes any water at all. At one point, a documentary team caught him bathing out of necessity in a hotel swimming pool near the stadium. The water crisis here was a national story. Tell me specifically how that impacted your program these last few months. Forget our program. It impacted the whole darn city. I'm not into politics, but I am into people. And I just feel as though our people should be taken care of a lot better. Just to be clear, in 
wealthier areas, they, they did all right with their water. I wonder if there isn't some parallels between HBCUs and uh, resources. Shoot, you, you know darn well there's a parallel with HBCUs and resources. Underserved and overlooked. What do you do about that? You're here. That's what I do about that. As if the water crisis weren't enough, last season Sanders was hospitalized with life-threatening blood clots that had formed in his leg. Did you have any idea at the time how serious this was? No, not whatsoever. Sanders had to endure nine surgeries. Two of his toes were amputated. A chunk of his leg was removed. He spent 23 days in the hospital, and when he returned to his team, he needed help moving around. Everything's going good, man. Twice a day, his damaged leg is rubbed to get the blood flowing. A towering athlete in American sports, who once darted and dashed into the end zone, who played in two Super Bowls in one World Series. Up the middle of here. We didn't mention that? Yeah, he played Major League Baseball, too. That man may never run again. I had my turn. Now I'm helping someone else dominate theirs. Though Sanders now limps noticeably and struggles to stand for an entire practice, his ambition persists. Full speed by the ball. Do not stop until you hit his whistle. The entrenched college football powers are getting nervous. It's one thing for Sanders to recruit his sons, Shiloh, a defensive back, and Shadur, the star quarterback. Check me out, Mom. Throw me that hat. But heads really swiveled last winter when Travis Hunter, considered the top-ranked recruit in the country, switched his commitment to Jackson State from Florida State, where, ironically, Sanders starred in the 1980s. What changed your mind? Uh, Coach Brown, he just let me know how big of an impact I can have on the people, and that's one of the things I want to do. I wanted to shine a light on, on our people and shine a light on HBCUs. Our people, you mean? Yeah, African-Americans. What he was going to do was normal. It's been done. Big-time recruit going to a big-time school. But a big-time recruit chooses to go to Jackson State? Oh, that changes the trajectory of so many other kids. Now they're saying, hmm, if it's good enough for Travis to go there and play, it may be good enough for me. So that's a game-changing decision that he made for so many. Disruption. That's it. There is an undercurrent here. If the top recruits, who are predominantly African-American, get a taste of the full HBCU football experience in stadiums packed with people who look like them, it could be a powerful pull. Just listen to Shadur, Dion's son, immediately after a lopsided home win last month. Tens of thousands of fans, tailgate, band. What's it like playing a home game like this? Oh, man, it's amazing. You see, see all these people... It's just, it's real lovely, and just playing at home in Jackson, they needed us to pull through. HBCUs are starting to think big and dream big. You were a good high school football player. You I was, said you, you I, was, I was a great high school football player. You were a great high school football player. Yeah. <laughs> you said you weren't, weren't considering HBCUs. And they never recruited me. That's why I never considered HBCUs. HBCUs just start recruiting the four- and five-star players just recently because they never thought they, they could get them. Now they believe. But can HBCUs compete with schools where players' lockers are designed like first-class airplane cabins and rehab facilities feature underwater treadmills? Kid gets hurt here, there's no hydrotherapy pool. No. You, you better get in the pool with a fan in there. That's about it. <laughs> That's how you do hydrotherapy <laughs> here. That's about it. Better put a little fan in there with a little battery. Hope you don't get electrocuted. <laughs> JSU's entire football budget is only $4 million. Ohio State, Alabama, 
15 times that. Yeah. And we came down to the final two, us in Alabama, for this big lineman that, that we almost had a few days ago. How's that make you feel? It makes me feel good because we were right there neck to neck with Alabama and we broke. <laughs> so, so what if? So, you, what if? And I'm hoping a political figure of someone, some billionaire out there saying, you know what? I'm a bet on Prime, man. Let me go help that program because I just want to see what it would be like if he had the resources these other schools would have. The cinematic version of the story has Coach Prime sticking it out at Jackson State as the program grows on par with those of the Power Five. The reality, it may not be long before he takes his gold whistle to a school that doesn't need to beg for resources. What happens when a Power Five school says, give us a number, we'll make it work? I'm going to have to entertain it. You are? Yes, I'm going to have to entertain it. Straight up. Well, I'd be a fool not to. Sanders says he needs to look after his assistants, who are wildly underpaid by college football standards. What's up, man? Sanders has ruled out one bigger leap. You don't want to coach in the NFL? Not one bit. Why not? It's hard for me to coach a person that makes a lot of money that does not truly love the game that blessed me. And I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> What are you going to jail for? Because I'm going to jump on somebody. <laughs> I will come out at halftime with half the team. It's that offensive we'll go, to you. We'll go in, and half the team will come back out at halftime. Yeah. If you had a bunch of guys dogging it, it's I that offensive to you. I couldn't do it. I just challenged a walk-on. I said, dude, you're a walk-on. You're supposed to be trying to get my attention, and you chilling? I said, you're going to be a walk-off if you do that one more time. <laughs> Not a walk-on. You're going to be a walk-off. What's the significance of winning to Deion Sanders? Let's just say Vince Lombardi never put it quite like this. I got to win in every facet of life. That's what winning is. And we, we that's our natural odor. We don't even use cologne. Baby, we are winning. We smell like winning around him. You, you when use... you saw us on the practice field, you, you walked and you, when we first met, you, you could feel that you shook the hand of a winner. You felt that. I know darn well you had to call somebody and say, hey, man, I just met Coach Prime, baby. I, something about him. Something, something, he's magnetic. I'm going to win. But not only win, I'm going to dominate. That's what I do. That's who I am. Yeah, 60 minutes. Prime time. Beyond. Beyond Sanders, prime time. You can join this conversation. Give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Let me just say this. Uh, because I heard him say that, and I read it, where he said, God called me, and he called me collect. I got to go do this. I got to go there. And and I know in everybody's right mind, it wasn't going to be two, three years that that thing could happen. It had to be seven to ten years before you talk about not just turning Jackson State around as a football team or program, but the whole HBCU experience by recruiting other former players who have coaching ability and putting them in those positions of a Morgan State, Alcorn, you know, and, and, and just revamping that whole situation. Imagine if the talent that we have stayed in those schools 
I'm old enough to remember when there were no uh, when there were no brothers playing in the Southeastern Conference. They were playing hardly anywhere in major college uh, or at the, they say, uh, PWIs, predominantly white institutions. I don't know if you remember about three years ago, four years ago at the Super Bowl, they gave recognition to the brothers that played in the ACB, HBCUs who made it to the Hall of Fame. About 15 of them. I'm quite sure there were more. But all those men who labored in, in the ACBUs and got the nurturing from uh, Eddie Robinson and other great coaches and their community and then were drafted into the NFL and produced Bobby Bell. Man. Yeah. But yet, you know, I, I always tell this about, you know, how that whole thing changed in the Southeastern Conference. When Bear Bryant was coaching Alabama and he seen what was happening across the country but the, but the boosters, they didn't want to give no money to no program with black folks in it. They wanted their people to be playing in it. He called up John McKay, and John McKay had already had a black quarterback previous. Jimmy Ray. He already had brothers in various positions besides running back and receiver. He had him at the center. There's, there's three positions that uh, Caucasians believe that uh, brothers couldn't be in. The center position, the middle linebacker position, and of course, the quarterback. That was shot out the I just been. But he called up John McKay and said, hey, bring your boys down here from the University of Southern California, bring him here. He brought him there and he knew what was going to happen. They kicked Alabama's ass. Sam Bam Cunningham, who recently made his transition this year, scored three touchdowns. And from that moment, the whole Tennessee, Kentucky, LSU, like I said, I'm 70 years old, so I can remember when they had no black players. And now, that's all they got. Those brothers made Nick Saban rich. And the reason why I hate Dabu Sweeney of Clemson so much, because he was adamant that the players shouldn't get paid. But his ass at that time signed a $5 million contract. Now he makes $10 million. Nick Saban makes damn near $14 million a year, a season. And then they put in the image and likeness. They were, they were, they were against it. I'm not too damn all in favor of it. I just think that maybe hopefully it's a stepping stone where these kids can get paid for real, working something out like that because image like that's very individualistic. Some can do it, some can't. 
Some, some are already even doing it in high school. I'm talking about the overall program. The overall program in Division One, the big schools, pay for all the other sports. So all the white kids in golf and the others in the various sports of even track and field, tennis, baseball, all the other sports are funded because of the two major sports that we are predominant in, the basketball program and the football program. And they make huge amounts of money. The bowl season, which is about to start right now, all the way, you know, yet in some bowls, there are going to be not a lot of fans. But they're already sponsored. They're already on commercial television. All of, all of them are, are, are viewed on commercial television. Go ahead, three four seven. Go ahead, three four seven. Hey, oh, yeah. listen. Yeah. The deal is this: these HBCUs don't have the to really attract individuals and keep them like Deion Sanders. The thing that people don't realize is. Deion Sanders is an opportunist that used Jackson State just like Jackson State tried to use Deion. But unfortunately, Jackson State ain't had an act together to be able to use Deion to the fullest extent to where they should have been because collectively the HBCUs are not together. They didn't have the structures in place to do the type of things that Dion was helping with his association them to be able to do. Dion came in there, he saw the facilities, and he made an attempt to upgrade the facilities. Then there was some things going on between the WAC Association, which I think Jackson State is a part of, and Dion and Jackson State, that a person of the standards of Dion wasn't going to go along with those type of shenanigans. So in the process, Dion went about his business of getting the best athletes that he could to get a winning record like he was able to do and produce because of not only the talent, but his coaching ability. And then came opportunities. And when the right opportunity came, which when you talk about Dion is money, and exposure and the ability, like he said in the interview, to help his assistant coaches get paid a little better, Dion went and handled his business. Now, what I have an issue is this. Number one, Jackson State alumni don't give enough money to the school. Jackson State as a college 
did not take full advantage of Dion and his ability to attract necessary things. And on top of that, Jackson State was using money on other things that were earmarked for the football team that Dion didn't appreciate. See, what people don't want to realize is that there's always more to this game than what people know and what they hear. But if you want to understand it and put it in context, let's take into consideration the running and the behavior of HBCUs. Let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. Take your five top HBCU colleges, and I can guarantee you all of them have some sort of issue because of their Negro peen effing administration that they have running them. And let's keep it real. And, and so, okay, let me. Okay, the Jay, problem, if okay, I'm not mistaken, okay, could I just finish this last no, point? Make it quick. Let me finish this last point. Okay. Did they not have a problem at Howard University earlier this year? And Howard University is supposed to be the muckety mucksters of them all. Case in point, I regress. I move on to you. <laughs> what I'm going to say is this they all have problems. All of those schools have had problems with infrastructure, with endowments, all of them, because all of those schools will be considered and are deemed, deemed to be less than. I bet you in the state of Mississippi, Ole Miss don't have no problems. Mississippi State don't have no problems. But there's been a fight between the city of Jackson, even when a uh, uh, Chokwe Lumumba, the, 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 the one that passed, and now his son, the one who's in there now, have, have had a problem with state government in funding the, the capital of the state, the city of Jackson, Mississippi. And they still do. There should have been no issue, as I've been re- saying on this program here, having come in contact with Moses West and the Moses West Foundation about water anywhere now. You can get the problem with water is, is there's no problem with water. The only problem with water is access to it. Is access to it. For Flint, Milwaukee, all the other cities that have poor infrastructure. And you've seen or you heard in the piece that I, I played off of 60 Minutes, Dean had to go to a hotel who Whose, whose water situation is other than the city because they can't have people coming in a hotel and then they go into a pool and now their bodies are all messed up because they've been swimming in contaminated water. That ain't, that's not going to happen. Now, Ochi, Ochi, hold right there for one second, please. Hold right there for one second. By Dion taking them kids to a hotel and doing what he did, doesn't that say that Dion has a certain standard that he's not going to allow yes. the administration to get away with it, yes. handling their business? Now, don't you think that Dion had to make that move because the administration, let's call it 
and let's be honest, sure. didn't handle their business the way that they were supposed to? Let me say this. I think that the administration... No, don't beat around the question. No, I'm going to beat around the question. Yes I'm going to say, no. No, no, I need to qualify this. Because, once again, the, these, a lot of the presidents, a lot of the administration, a lot of even the tenure professors are part of the boule, are part of the gatekeepers. <laughs> they, they're part of the gatekeepers that keep this thing going on. They're not staunch advocates. They're not going out there to get that money. They, they, they should be able to do that, what Dion did. Yes, I know Dion has cachet because of who he is and, and how he's been. I mean, you know, so that's no surprise. Do you Even, think Dion's part of the boule? Is Dion part of the boule? I don't do you know. you think he's part of the boule? I don't know if he's a. I, I don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's. Say he's not part of the boule, right? I, I don't know if he's a, a, a in a fraternity or not. Because in order to be a part of the boule, pretty much you got to be in a fraternity unless they allow you in because you got money. See, because money dictates a lot of this madness, and of course, right. Dion is about money, and so even That's though about. exactly, remember that rap song must be the money. That rap song you did, yeah. So, so That's it's not a surprise. Understand why people getting bent out of shape? No, I'm That's not. Why I don't understand why people getting bent out of shape, going after Dion, but ain't going after the administration and the shenanigans that they do. I agree. And the things that they do that don't put forward the type of real serious effort that's needed to make HBCUs what they should be. I just spoke about Howard, brother. And I, I think that what, Howard, Howard, so you can't tell me Jackson State is a better run HBC than Howard is. No, and if you do, I'm ask you to give me some of the crap you smoke it because <laughs> I now want to try crack. But listen, because most of the most of the HBCUs, there, there's there's been some comparisons between HBCUs and, and 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 PWIs, particularly on an academic level. FAMU, FAMU is one of the great academic schools uh, in in that system, HBU system. They're poorly funded, they're poorly operated, but so is Spelman. Spelman is on a par with other female institutions at other colleges, you know. But they had issues here in Atlanta. With Clark College, what you call losses accreditation, Morris Brown. Listen, in the system, in the system where Caucasians dominate and run it, do you think that we're going to be funded on a par with them? Do you think that they're going to find ways to make sure that 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 we're properly funded and we're properly run and we have the latest? Uh, uh, um, uh, equipment and materials and so forth? No. no and, then, and that's and, why the alumni is supposed to step up and place those institutions in the position that they need to be in. It's like giving your money on a yearly donation to the United Way instead of an HBCU. Yeah. That's how the Negro penny acts and behaves. Yeah. Okay, Dan, let me get I some... would never give my money to the Red Cross before I give it to a black institution. But the Negro, because he's the Negro, want to give to white. Yeah. They never want to uplift and promote oh, oh, and prioritize always. 
blackness, brother. Exactly. I'm just sorry to say it, but well, that's the reality. Well, then, I mean, hold, look on, at Jay, hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. Hold on, hold on, Jay. When this issue became very prominent a few weeks ago, then some people put out some information, whether it's true or not, about all the things that were going wrong at Jackson, the, the theft. And I did see Dion come on the television talking about his car broken into, his offices broken into. Uh, then they talked oh, about what? a lot of other stuff, a lot of other stuff that were going on, some misappropriations of money and so forth. The bottom line is, the reason why, uh, you know, I, I, I take no grudge at all with Deion Sanders. I understand, I know who he is. But when you say, when you say, God told me, and he called me, collect that I'm supposed to do this not just for Jackson State but for the whole system of HCBUs to elevate them to 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 put them in competition to get the best talent that we have that is us that is us to get these young brothers and sisters into these schools and elevate the educational uh, level of the schools and so forth, and it ain't going to happen. Let me see. Let me get any well, other callers here. Let me... One last thing, Oshie. Oh, Oshie, okay, let yeah. me just say one last thing. Okay, brother. In the word <laughs> of the reverend, the reverend do what I say and don't do what I do. Dion, <laughs> he was doing what he thought was best for, for Dion. the HBCUs and when he saw that the God-given talent that he had wasn't going in the direction that he wanted it to go he had to make a pivot to the white man's university okay thank you yeah. <laughs> okay, <Jen. laughs> Take the money and run. 404-404, good afternoon. 404-697. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I listened to Elliot's program last night, mm -hmm. and he has a very, very good program, and I respect his work very much. And what he said was that he wanted to bring people that are there on the ground a lot of his guests because they know because they're there mm -hmm. and you know they can sound some truth to power so and I appreciated his guests that he had uh, yesterday and uh, you know one of the brothers he was just given accolades and tribute to Chokwe Lumumba okay. because uh, he said that that he was someone that they really respected and who was really uplifting the youth and how they were working together, you know, how they had pledged to build up Jackson, you know, with African unity. And so that was, I, I, I thought that was very um, mm -hmm. awesome. And the brother was saying that that was one of the reasons he was disappointed with uh, Deion Sanders. Um, and he said, that uh, the youth there, they, that Deion Sanders was so inspiring and uh, they felt, you know, encouraged and that uh, they believed in, they believed in themselves and what they could do. And so uh, the, the one of the guests was saying that the youth are taking it very bad. I mean, he's there. He said the, 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 the students 
that they are they feel betrayed yeah they felt betrayed and they felt like it was treasonous yeah and so and and the brother was saying that that is uh something that uh they felt they shouldn't just give you a pass well what what well let me say this had some ramifications yeah and that it was um you know that he left. He took his son with him, yeah. and he took the best coaches with him. And yeah, you know that was taking yeah. away something that was there at at the and, school. Yes, and, so, and 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 one of the top uh, top high school prospects that he got to come there this year. He's going to go with him, of course. That's that's the deal. Yeah. That's the that's the issue yeah. that I had with what he said that's about being there. That was the issue. I don't begrudge him for going to. Uh, whatever university is going to offer him, whatever, how much money he's going to get, because that's we're in America, okay? Well, that's his belief, and a lot of us would not do that. I, I would not go to white school and, and, and teach about it. No. You know, I, I would not do it. No, I, mean, if, no, I agree with you if I did, too. If I had the ability, I wouldn't do it either. I would stick if to there. If I had be enough for me, he's making. Well, I ain't talking about the money. Because I thought yeah. it was more than just about the money. It was about the idea of elevating the ACBUs athletically yeah. and has universities, has, has institutions, yeah. getting them yeah. more money, getting more qualified teachers and so forth. The, over yeah. the whole overall program. That's what I really thought it was about. I understand, though. We're in America. What we have will never be what the European has. And what he has developed. Only way we get it for to the standards that are for us is we get out of it. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. The ACBUs will be what they are. But imagine. You know, I, 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 I believe in the power of our people. And I believe that the HBCUs are great and can be great and can be greater. I, I believe in that. Yeah, well, let me say we can believe it. You know, and, but, but, and, you know, Chuck Ray Lamoupa was believing in that and, and bringing the people together. Right. And so I, I believe if we say, you know, so I believe that we need to have unity and work together, you know. Yeah. Bring I, our no, so Sabia, yeah, I agree with you, too. I, and I know yeah, that's I, idealistic, but let's deal with the realities yeah. of our situation here. I yeah, agree I'm with you. I understand. I'm a, let me let me get some other callers in here. OK. Yeah, I believe in our people. All right. All right. Four four three four four three. Good afternoon, brother Ocean. This is Jesse Jackson. I called you because I was listening to your show, and I know that that Neon Dot Sanders is not doing well because I know that we can do this because the <laughs> Ocean Jesse. I, <laughs> Come on, Jesse. You know that's not a we word. Can we can win. We, we can, can win. win. Because I am somebody. I may not be Deion Sanders, but I am somebody. I may be a sellout, but I am somebody. I may not be black today and black tomorrow, but I am somebody. But no, Oshie, I'm just making fun of it. But what we're dealing with right here are byproducts of racism, white supremacy. What happens over 400 years of slavery and, and no therapy and you just set free, then you're, this is just going to manifest into these, this type of behavior. When you have some people, some of us, because of the individualism, who believe in, 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 in the collective, believe in the group, but then others, like you say, with the imaging, uh, the imaging they're trying to push on these children, mm-hmm. they, they, they think about themselves. 
Neon said in that interview, he, he asked him, would you leave and go? Yeah, I'd leave it for yeah. the money. Yeah. He said it right then that he would yeah. leave for the money. So he's already told you what he's going to do. He is not exactly. a Bear Bryant, who was the winningest college coach ever, even better than, I mean, not uh, Bear Bryant, uh, Robinson from, from um, Grambling. From Grambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the winningest coach ever, even bigger than Bear Bryant, the white man. So mm-hmm. the point I'm making is, we're living in the times of that have, that have manifested from the slavery that we had gone through. Our mm-hmm. ancestors, you may not be a slavery, but the slave is in you. Right. Well, the remnants your are there. ancestors live in you. Right. The, right. Yeah, the, the, the remnants of that whole experience are there. The divisiveness, the, the mean-spiritedness, the, the, the divisions that we've right. always got. So you really, to order to make something work for us, we got to step outside of the imposed boundaries that Europeans have placed upon us to behave and That's act correct. in a different way, uh, uh, in a way of That's cooperation, correct. respect, and love for and trust for one another. We got to operate in that way, you know. So, but anyway, let me catch some other folks here. Some time is running out, but hope we don't hold. I'll listen. Thanks, brother Irv. All right, three three four three three four. Good afternoon. Peace and blessings, Brother Oshie. Um, I'm just going to listen at this um, out for today. So thank you for picking my call. Always. I'm listening. Always, dear brother. Appreciate you, you, man. Peace. 470-470. Good afternoon. Yes. This is my other phone, Nabantu. I'm still listening. (laughs) Okay, Mama Nabantu. Thank you. All right, dear. Peace. All All right. right. All right. Well, listen. I only got a a few more minutes and some of the points that you as my listeners have made, I really appreciate it. And y'all spot on the bottom line is, is that it wasn't meant to be. He, he, he didn't have the kind of level of dedication and commitment when he made that pronouncement, you know, he really didn't, he could have, but that's not who he is, you know, and he'll do well at Colorado. Because he's going to get resources. The school has five or six billion dollar endowment. Ain't no issue with that. You know, of course, I'm quite sure there's a lot of Caucasians who don't like his arrogance, who don't like his flamboyance, who don't like, you know, you, you and I both know a lot of folks did not like Deion Sanders. You know, I remember when he played in the World Series, he kept dumping water on, um, he used to be the catcher for the Cardinals, McCarthy. Yeah. In, in the interview, you know, because he had said some disparaging things about Dion, you know. And so Dion's way to get his ass back, some dump some water on him. People dumping water on everybody because it was the celebration. You know, they won the World Series when he put the Yankees. They won the World Series, you know. He's a hell of an athlete. There's no doubt about it. He has supreme confidence. No doubt about it, you know. His sons, I, I, I don't know about his younger son who plays defensive back, but his son uh, who's the quarterback, I don't know whether or not he'll play in the NFL, but we'll see uh, this coming season how he performs with Colorado in the Pac-12, you know, and we'll see how he does. Now, I don't expect him to change that program like uh, Lincoln Riley did over at USC when USC was f- uh, four and seven, and then now they're – 11 and 2, and going to a bowl game. You know, but then again, it's USC. It's like USC is up there with Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, 
all the other big name schools who have a history. You know, Colorado was good about 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. They won the national championship. You know, but the point being is that for us, for HCBUs, honestly, family, their curriculum ain't shit. It's not African-centered. It's not to change the dynamics for us as people. They don't have a curriculum that helps bring us together and, and transform community. No. And some of the schools were started by philanthropic Caucasians. You know? Like I, like I go to Dillard every year for the black firefighters. We, 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 we've been there for many years teaching uh, brothers and sisters how to run fire departments. Great program, tremendous benefits. It has shown that, you know, we can do it. That, that's why I have so much pride in that program. But Dillard University was started by a Caucasian, you know. They ain't going to change it like they ain't going to change the NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, or the United Negro College Fund. They ain't gonna, they, they're not going to identify with Africa and Africans because they're scared. The only real thing that can happen for us to change the total dynamics on this damn planet is African unity. African unity. For Africans on the continent and Africans in the diaspora who have abilities and so forth go to the continent, kick them Chinese out, kick them Arabs out, kick them Indians out, kick them crackers out, and build. Build the infrastructure. Build cities, build towns. Build schools, build hospitals. Link up Africa, respect the land. It can happen, but we don't have the mind to make that happen. We've had leaders that could make it happen, but they were what? Killed. They were murdered by this government. By this government. By these crackers, because they're all together. They're all linked together. Family, that's why I do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm trying to put something on our people's minds to wake us up, to make us think as one, one Africa, one Africa. Our leaders told us, but no, you know, the fear in us those brothers and sisters who were fearless. Yes, I know some of them sacrificed much and some of them were murdered. They were murdered. But I say to us, time is of the essence. Time is now. You know, doing what I'm talking about sounds like tomorrow's work, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. When is the best time to do tomorrow's work? Today. When Malcolm said, tomorrow belongs to those who prepare today. So education is our passport to our future. Tomorrow belongs to those who prepare today. And but right kinds of education. Education that is designed by us, implemented by us. I ain't giving a damn about any accreditation. 
This is for nation building. This is to change the whole mindset of African people to control our land, control our resources, to be players in the world instead of the pawns that these crackers have made us in the fear that some of these boule, some of these gatekeepers have. Because they can live in this area. They can go to these schools. They can hide them here and there while the shit stays the same. Brothers and sisters, I appreciate y'all. I really do for those who called in and for those who are listening. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is our minds. They have a vice grip on our minds. If you understand that tool, you recognize you just can't open the vice grip. But there's a knob at the end of the handle. The turning of that knob symbolizing is the requirement of knowledge of self and the more knowledge you get of self and the more confidence you get of yourself the more you're able to release the vice grip and once the vice grip is released it ain't the cracker you challenge the hell with them it's each other with compassion and humility and the belief that brother you are my brother let's work together they know that the unity of Africa is the same thing or is the thing it is the thing that will destroy their ass they know it. So how can I continue to keep these Negroes divided? <sighs> Brothers and sisters, appreciate you listening. Hope you join me on Wednesday. This this Friday, I got uh, my good brother uh, coming back again, Brother Alfonso Watkins, and uh, we'll have some good conversation. I know you enjoy Brother Earth, because I know I do. And all you listeners and all those who call in, brothers and sisters, Shemhotep means go in peace. Isante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fordier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day, family. Peace. <laughs>